Welcome to the Jornaya Talks Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Eshelman, the head of consumer finance at Jornaya. Uh, incredibly excited to have our guest today, Matt Tillman. He is a mortgage lead generation veteran. He's been in the industry for over 20 years. And who better to have on the show than Matt, who can really go through the history of mortgage lead generation. So welcome to the show, Matt, if you don't mind giving some quick background on, on who you are, what you do, and, uh, and then we'll get into talking some good old mortgage lead gen. Sounds good. Well, Mike, first of all, thank you very much for having me. I'm definitely looking very forward to this conversation uh, as, as we've known each other for many, many years. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's definitely a pleasure to be able to take some time and reflect on the past and uh, talk about the future here of mortgage lead generation. Um, so for everyone in the audience, my name is Matt Tillman. I am the president of Rate Marketplace. Um, I've been in the mortgage lead generation space since uh, 1999 with companies uh, of the likes of Get Smart, which is now a lending tree property. Um, I've also been a uh, part of a company called FastFind which was a company that I funded, uh, that I founded with uh, individuals from Get Smart, uh, and it was funded by Dan Gilbert of Quicken Loans. Uh, we went off and sold that business to Bankrate. Um, so I spent some time at Bankrate on the quick side of the world, um, really managing their lead or performance marketing business there. Um, and then from there, joined a company called Adchemy. Um, and Adchemy uh, was really one of the kind of first, I guess, scientific type companies that uh, entered the lead generation space with a mission to solve a critical problem around uh, performance marketing and display marketing. Um, from there, ended up uh, selling the rate marketplace business, or let me back up one second. Rate marketplace was actually formed or built uh, within Adchemy. And then from there, sold the rate marketplace business to an entity in New York. Uh, at the time called XL Marketing, uh, that is now known as Zeta Global. And then from Zeta, we ended up selling the rate marketplace business uh, one more time to uh, an entity called Upside Holdings out of Denver, Colorado. And Upside is also the uh, parent company of Suda Connector as well. So um, it's been uh, quite the journey, uh, you know, over the past 20 years, 20 plus years. Uh, I've definitely seen a lot change in this market, but uh, it's really an industry that, uh, that I've just grown to love. And uh, as a result, I'm still here and, uh, uh, you know, I've really, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, you know, thinking back, um, I got into mortgage in 2004 as a loan officer uh, calling on leads. So, so I can go back as far as about 2004 and what my experience was you got into mortgage lead generation in the late 90s. Uh, I believe it was right around 99, 98, 99. Correct, so, first of all, how did you discover <laughs> mortgage lead generation? I mean, how did you get into it? Yeah, you know, it was really an accident. Um, it was definitely nothing planned. Um, I went to uh, college in Los Angeles uh, and aspired to become an attorney. Uh, then, and then I ended up hearing uh, the Al Gore speech on the information superhighway. And uh, I was originally from the Bay Area and decided, hmm, that sounds pretty interesting. I'm a little more fascinated about that than going into the world of law. 
So as a result, I was working at Wells Fargo Bank at the time. And um, some executives of Wells Fargo were coming up to the Bay Area to start wellsfargo.com. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they, this is a true story. Uh, they asked me if I was interested in relocating to Northern California to help build out a sales center for Wells Fargo uh, and their online bank. Um, didn't know anything about you know, the call center world whatsoever, but said, hmm, this would be pretty interesting. So let me go ahead and I wanna move back to Northern California and I wanna be closer to this you know, center of the information superhighway. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a perfect opportunity for me to move back. I uh, ended up moving back here, built out the sales center and uh, executives from the bank had actually already left the bank and started Get Smart. And at the time, Get Smart was a credit card aggregation website. Um, and their business was entirely around being able to sell credit cards online. Clearly, that wasn't a market that was scalable at that time. Uh, and so they really decided to pivot and go for the largest financial transaction of a consumer's life and focus on the mortgage product. Uh, probably about a year or two years into the business being started, um, they reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to come on board. And uh, sure enough, I was, I was ready to uh, go into the whole startup world and small company world uh, after being at Wells Fargo for so many years. So really, it was completely by accident. Um, you know, they brought me on board and asked me if I'd be an account manager to start. Sure. Um, you know, I was willing to do anything. Uh, and then at that point, I moved on to kind of a national director role. And, and, you know, that was exciting because it actually allowed me to get involved with some of the larger companies in the space mm -hmm. and really have a, a deeper understanding of the inner workings of, of this internet world. Um, and then from there, uh, you know, after being national sales director and we sold the business to LendingTree, I chose not to go on to LendingTree. And then that's when we started our, our next venture. So it's been quite the ride. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I was looking up and, and saw actually Lending Tree um, was founded in 96 mm -hmm. and Lower My Bills, another big brand name in 99. Uh, we've had a ton that have been started since then. It's obviously a very fruitful business. Today, uh, consumer fills out a form click submit, a bunch of magic happens in terms of data validation, verification, matching with the right lender. But back then, back then there, there, there wasn't all of that sophistication, right? So, you know, tell me some of these war stories about how you got leads to the lenders. And, uh, and, and before we hit the record button, we were talking about how some lenders were asking for returns on some leads and how that process happened and be fascinated to hear these. Yeah, so if we go back to 99, I mean, really there weren't many competitors in the space. I mean, as you mentioned, LendingTree was around. Uh, there was a company called uh, HomeShark that was a lead provider back then. Um, a company called iOwn, uh, but there weren't really you know, too many mortgage lead generation companies uh, out there at the time. Um, so for us, from a distribution standpoint, I mean, that was really the biggest challenge is, you know, we were at a stage where we were ready to start generating leads. And the question became, how do we get these leads to buyers? So 
interestingly enough, uh, there were a couple of methods. Um, one was that you could actually uh, receive the lead via FTP. Um, so that was new. So you know, those that were receiving leads in bulk can set up an FTP folder and we could send it via FTP. We utilized uh, an encryption technology called PGP. Um, and that uh, PGP stood for pretty good privacy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we would email leads. So email was new. Uh, many companies did not know how to set up email for their entire teams. And not only that, but you know, the issue was, well, how do you track the emails as they come in? Um, the other method, which was really the primary method when we started, um, was uh, FedEx. <laughs> so leads would come in, uh, we would print the leads out for individual buyers, uh, we would sort them and we would put them in, in, in a FedEx envelope and you know, large companies would receive their leads the next day. Um, so we really went through a stage where you know, the, the industry evolved significantly. Uh, the importance of getting a lead in real time uh, really came to the forefront of the industry at that point. And then as we proceeded, it was more about, okay, well, speed to lead. Like, right. How do we quickly get these leads out? Well, as everyone knows, um, you know, leads have quality issues at times and, you know, things that go on are, you know, well, I didn't get my leads or, uh, you know, this has a bad phone number and I want to return it. Well, all of those things were extremely manual at the time. So how do we verify that someone received their leads by email? <laughs> we had a read receipt. And if someone said that they did not get their lead, we would have to go back through the uh, archive of the read receipts to find which lead was associated with that particular uh, email or that lead and then identify whether or not that, cons or that buyer actually opened the email. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we knew what we had delivered uh, via uh, FedEx. So we really couldn't dispute the fact that the FedEx was sent. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, you know, from an FTP standpoint, it was easy to be able to see what you had dropped into the folder. But so many things were so archaic back then that, you know, we were really trying to provide or figure out solutions or ways that we could overcome this. Uh, and then you get into like, you know, the shared lead world where you now have that piece of paper that you need to print out three or four times. At the time, I think we were selling it uh, three times, but you would then print out that piece of paper three times, put it in three separate FedEx envelopes and then mail it out. And that was considered a shared lead. Uh, so we've definitely seen, seen this, uh, this industry evolve significantly uh, over the past 20 years. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's not all that long ago but it seems like a world away and how you're FedExing leads to a lender. I mean, I guess, I mean, who knows if it's true or not, maybe you know, but if, if you're in Northern California and you're FedExing, so it's talking about speed to lead contact. So are your West Coast lenders getting that package before your East Coast lenders just because snail mail or? Well, it was just the opposite, actually. So the East Coast lender would receive it first because, you know, they would, we would do an early morning delivery and it would show up at, call it, you know, 9 or 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. And then the delivery here would be 9 or 10 a.m. Pacific time. 
So, you know, an East Coast lender really had a three hour advantage on, on dialing leads. <laughs> um, you know, when I think back to some of the big companies back then, uh, one was uh, the, the money store mm-hmm. uh, that was originally here in Sacramento. And then they were acquired and ended up uh, relocating to uh, or their headquarters moved to the East Coast. And that was a big change for them because uh, they were now getting their leads earlier. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, other major buyers at the time included a company called Parkway Mortgage that was out of uh, Kenilworth, New Jersey, uh, and even uh, a company in uh, upstate New York called Mortgage Select. And uh, uh, I know Paul Knag uh, may see this, but uh, <laughs> Paul is now still in the industry. But I remember when Paul was a a buyer and, uh, you know, you spend a lot of time going back to upstate New York uh, to see him. But really, that was the, the foundation of this industry was about, you know, getting data um, or getting records and being able to make up on dials on it because it was significantly better than waiting on your phone to ring from a, you know, direct mail campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how have you seen you know, from the lead generation, lead generator standpoint, how have you seen it evolve over the last 20 years? Um, I mean, marketing technology, targeting efforts, it's, you can get very scientific and sophisticated today, but what was that like then? And what would you say is kind of like the, the biggest changes that lead generators um, have seen over the last couple of decades? Yeah, the, the biggest thing that took place was really the ability to ingest data, ingest leads. Um, and I, I think that that still is in the forefront of the industry today. It's how do you take a, you know, a large number of inquiries, get them into a system, distribute them internally, and be able to provide some sort of quality control over the information that you're buying. Um, because again, marketing efforts continue to be um, you know, very important in the minds of all companies in order to not only attract, but retain talent. So, you know, the, the ability to really build a sales force is going to be as good as the marketing efforts that you have behind driving the performance. So really what I've seen over the years has been this evolution of, you know, we go from an email to now being able to post data into a lead management system. Back then, I'll name a couple of names, but there was Leads 360 and a competing business called Lead ROI. Um, and, you know, Kaleidico and right, Lead Box. Right, yeah. right. All of these companies, right. All of these companies were out there really trying to provide the technical solution that mortgage companies were looking for. Um, what ended up happening was that, you know, there was obviously consolidation in the space. I know Lead Mailbox is still out there today. Uh, Leads uh, 360 became Velocify. So, um, you know, a lot of these companies still exist, but you also started to see the emergence of other companies that are in the CRM space coming into the mortgage industry to be a solution for, you know, this ingestion problem. And then along with not only the ingestion uh, problem that they were solving for, it's then about the quality control. So what are the add-ins or the plugins that can be associated with this to help improve the quality of the information coming? There are many third-party systems that are out there. 
that are now integrated with the lead management systems that allow for an improvement in overall quality. Then you have speed to lead, right? And I think that that is really the most important aspect of buying leads today for everyone. Um, you know, dialers are now integrated with lead management systems. Where before, this was a complete manual dial, you know, where a loan officer would pick up the telephone, look at the phone number that's on the piece of paper, make a manual dial. There was zero tracking of the dial attempts. It was just either you made contact or you didn't. So the first thing that we always look at is what's the contact rate? Mm -hmm. How many of them have you contacted? Well, prior to the lead management systems, there was no way to quantify that whatsoever. It was always, hmm, it feels like we are contacting X number or X percentage of our leads. Well, the lead management systems took that guesswork completely out of there. And lenders are now able to understand all the way down to the loan officer level what the performance is. Um, and then you now layer in you know, the information that's provided by third parties about the consumer journey, mm -hmm. right? It goes from once the consumer lands on our landing page, what is the time from them landing on the page to the time that that lead is actually posted to the lender? Well, back then, as we just talked about, it was 24 hours in some cases, right? And now we care about, you know, that delivery being sub-second, you know, from the submission to that lead actually posting into the system. So there's been so many things that have just evolved over the years uh, that have really changed the dynamics of this industry. And on top of it all, what you end up seeing is that, you know, back then I named, I don't know, three or four different lead providers. Well, you know, that number has increased exponentially over the years. Oh, yeah. Um, and there are so many lead providers out there that, you know, all have their own secret sauce in terms of what they do and how they, you know, generate and acquire leads. But, you know, that focus around the quality has definitely changed the dynamics of this industry significantly. Yeah, and you touched on um, some areas of how lenders are working leads. And this takes me back to, you know, 2004, 2005, as I'm a loan officer uh, working leads. I remember I worked for a lender that, you know, CEO is Anthony Shea, homeloancenter.com, uh, technology forward thinking, uh, you know, leader. And we had a great proprietary LOS where the consumer's information would go in there had a pricing engine in it with minimal fields. You can pull credit, see everything right within, uh, within that LOS, but there's no lead management aspect of it. So I would literally get an, e an email saying new lead alert, and it would have the consumer's information. I would manually dial out. So, I mean, who knows what my speed to lead contact was, <laughs> but I created four folders in Outlook. And when I got a new lead emailed to me and I'd play some phone calls, I'd have a conversation, I would be managing that the way I felt was best for me and dragging this lead into, was it a hot lead, a warm <laughs> lead, a cold lead, or is this one dead? The person told me to go away. They're not interested or they already funded with someone else. And I would just move those leads from folder to folder as it made sense to seeing where 
and how lenders are working leads today. Uh, it's, it's a world of difference. And, and more recently, when I was running marketing at a consumer direct lender, talking about speed to lead, I mean, I was chasing after, you know, I knew my metrics, I knew exactly what our speed to lead contact attempt was. And I had an issue with one particular provider where for some reason there was a system update or whatever it may have been, my leads were delayed to me by about 10 minutes. <laughs> I figured out, you know, well, through the Jornaya, I was a client of Jornaya, so that's how I figured out the, the delay and how long the delay was. You could see a very distinct moment in time where that changed and my conversion rate tanked. And by conversion rate, actually, it's the early indicators, the contact rate. What was my contact rate on the very first dial attempt? And it was horrible. Right. So it's amazing that the, the com competition level of sophistication uh, that lenders have today in chasing after those leads, it's miles and miles and miles different from where we were, you know, 15, 16, 17 years ago. Right. And it's, you know, what's interesting about all of that is that while the technology has changed, the approach to sales has not. I mean, really, you know, your ability to make contact with a consumer, build rapport, because again, this is the largest financial transaction of this consumer's life, right? The ability to establish and build rapport with that consumer mm -hmm. and then sell them the products and services that are best fit for that consumer is really the foundation of this entire industry. And so that hasn't changed, but your ability to track the information and to know exactly where the consumer is along the stage has indeed changed. So all companies out there really need to be able to embrace technology um, in order to be competitive and successful within the space. Whenever I receive a phone call or I'm talking to, um, you know, someone that might be new to lead buying and they really have not um, uh, really taken on any sort of technology, they haven't embraced technology to, you know, to really, you know, be able to, um, uh, you know, manage leads whatsoever, and they plan to use email, my first response to them is, look, this is going to be challenging for you. Right. I can tell you right now, you are probably not going to be successful because of the level of sophistication of the companies that you are going to be competing with. And, you know, then I see them take two steps backwards, um, because probably many others in the space are telling them the same thing. And, they will then go out and find lead management solutions that can help them. But what that will entail from there is a clear understanding of how to use the technology. So it's, it's this back and forth, you know, push and pull. Like, again, companies that are most successful today have been able to embrace technology. Mm -hmm. Those that are most successful have even gone so far as to embrace understanding the consumer journey and really understanding what the consumer is going through in order to become a lead. And therefore they can tailor what that communication is to the consumer based on information that they know about that consumer through this journey. Yeah, exactly right. Totally agree. So we've talked about the history and, and a little bit about today, but what does the future of mortgage lead generation look like 10, 20 years from now? I mean, any, any predictions? I mean, you can go two years from now. I mean, what are your predictions of where mortgage lead generation is going to go? Well, I think, you know, this pandemic has really uh, turned into a, a time in which 
you can see the complete adoption of the internet. I mean, consumers don't have a choice anymore. Um, you know, while you would like to be able to walk into your local bank and, and, you know, sit down in front of a loan officer and talk to them about all the various options, that isn't an option today. So one of the things that we've definitely seen is an increase in just consumer engagement online. Um, I think consumers have become much more sophisticated about their understanding of, of the internet, you know, of advertising. And they're definitely much more inclined to submit their information online. So I think part of it starts in the top end of the funnel is, you know, how do you increase consumer engagement, as well as the quality of the inquiries that you have coming in. Um, you see many companies that are out there today, uh, many marketing companies that are utilizing technology to be able to, you know, do things as simple as displaying dynamic rates to consumer. Mm -hmm. Because the consumer's first question is typically, what is your rate, right? You see many companies that are putting that in the forefront of their messaging to make it very clear that, you know, here's where rates are today. Um, to give the consumer some idea of where that is. Um, as our, you know, for our business, we don't just generate leads, but we're also in the space of clicks and calls. So, you know, my experience with, with Bankrate in the past gave me a, a very good understanding of the world of being able to send traffic to lenders. Um, if you go back 20 years, many lenders did not even have a website let alone a landing page that they could capture consumer information. Now we're talking about being able to have a complete digital mortgage experience and companies are coming to us saying, how can you help us drive traffic to these sites that allows the consumer to be able to go from, you know, an inquiry to almost a funded loan um, in real time. So, you know, that's part of the evolution that I, I expect to continue to see is that companies are going to expand on their utilization of technology to be able to increase the consumer engagement in their own funnels to be able to fund more loans. Uh, because ultimately that's, that's, you know, where, that's what defines success uh, with any marketing partner is you know, what is the ROI that you're seeing on these channels. Um, we are seeing this uh, definitely a, a pivot in the market from you know, a shared lead to much more of an exclusive lead where you know, mortgage companies are willing to pay the premium to not necessarily have to go out and compete on every single consumer. Um, you know, I think that we'll continue to see that evolution. We'll also continue to see you know, prices in the market increase as a result of this shift in how, um, how lenders are buying leads moving from a shared market into more of an exclusive market. Uh, this pandemic has really changed the mortgage industry in that many of the companies have significantly increased um, you know, their, their agent capacity internally to support lower rates and a, and a refi market that exists. So really the question is going to become, you know, as rates start to increase in the years to come, you know, what's going to happen in, in order to make sure that the marketing efforts of companies out there can support the capacity and demand that mortgage lenders have, while also being able to maintain the quality that's needed. Um, one other thing I would say is that, 
over the years, I've definitely seen a significant increase in the amount of data that is being shared between mortgage companies and, and marketing firms. It's not necessarily specific to you know, the individual consumer, but it's more on an aggregated basis that gives uh, the marketing company at least some sort of indication on how they are performing to the various marketing channels that they're working in. This is going to continue to be tremendously important as we continue to grow this industry. Because without the insights, you know, we're challenged from a marketing standpoint about understanding what exactly is working best for our partners. Um, and so as we continue to see that level of transparency and engagement between the buyer and the seller, I think we're going to continue to see further growth within this industry. Yeah, I'm, I geek out on this stuff. I mean, I, I love and I love thinking about, you know, where, what, the future holds. Um, and it's exciting to be in the middle of it. Um, it's really fun. And, uh, you know, we mentioned Paul Kanag in, in this podcast. There's, I mean, there's just so many people that have, have been around uh, through the last couple of decades uh, to be a part of it. And it's, it's fun and a pleasure to be working alongside you all. Um, yeah, you know, and I, I would encourage everyone out there. I mean, there's so many um, technology solutions that are out there that have really developed as a result of uh, the evolution of this industry. Um, you know, one person I think about is a mutual friend of ours, Ethan Ewing with, with ProPair, you know, and, and the insights that he can provide lenders in regards to, you know, what their marketing efforts are. Now, this isn't, you know, I, it's not really designed as, you know, I, I don't mean to to sit here and promote all the companies that are out there, but I'm just saying that as an example, um, there, there are technical solutions to solve almost every problem that exists in this marketing space. Um, this is quite different than what it was like 20 years ago when you didn't even know what the problem was. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say the problem started with getting a lead 24 hours later. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but in hindsight, we didn't know that that was a problem because that was the norm. Mm -hmm. Right, and, and even today, there are many things that we don't know that there are companies that are out there that are actually trying to find or provide solutions for these, these common problems. Um, we got into the live transfer space all because the number one issue that we were seeing was about contact rate. It was a problem, we wanted to provide a solution. So if we could eliminate the challenges that exist from being able to make contact with the consumer, and it could be a myriad of reasons why that would happen, but at least we would, we would solve for the problem and just deliver consumers that were currently in market, we felt good about what we were doing as a business because ultimately it's our job to help consumers get in the hands of the right lenders to get their, their financial needs met. You going down the path of Ethan Ewing, just, I mean, my mind is, is racing now because we could have a whole nother episode on the evolution of optimization from a lender standpoint. Because again, back at my time when in, the lead was coming in via email, if I wasn't in the office for a couple of days and they, say I'm out Monday and Tuesday and I walk in on Wednesday, I have two to three days worth of leads emailed to me because the system didn't know that I was out, you know, email didn't say I was out. And then you start to get into these lead management systems where 
you know, are you logged in and available to take leads? And if so, you get these leads. Now you move on to what ProPair is doing, Ethan Ewing is doing, and you know, not only who's there, but who is the best individual loan officer available to handle this lead based on different attributes of the lead so you can boost your conversion rate even further. I mean, that is some pretty sophisticated stuff that's going on behind the scenes with, with what he's doing. So, um, right. And, and there are many other, you know, there are many providers that are out there in the market that are providing enhancements to leads, mm -hmm. um, which we didn't even talk about. I mean, you know, iLeads is a perfect example where, you know, they have a lot of consumer data that's available. They are really a, a company that is specifically engaged in the mortgage industry that knows a lot of insight about the consumer and their property and can provide assistance on, you know, how do you find the right product for that consumer based on the various products that you have available. So there's so many solutions that are out there. Um, that and, that's, and that's Drew Warmington, who again, right. has been in mortgage lead generation for a heck of a long time that we all know. Right, right. I think at one point in time, we had, you know, every vowel that was associated with the word leads and they were a lead <laughs> provider or involved. Um, but no, seriously speaking, though, there, there are just a lot, of, a lot of solutions that are out there for mortgage companies. Um, you know, I would say that the most important thing for all companies to consider is understand who they're working with. I mean, as I mentioned, there are so many lead providers out there. Um, you know, you really have to understand how leads are being generated. Uh, are they a generator or are they an aggregator slash reseller of data? Um, and, and really take that into mind, because I think ultimately the quality of the product is only going to be as good as the marketing company that you're working with. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, being a direct lead provider and being able to understand this is how I'm generating leads um, is important for all buyers to know as well in terms of the, the lead providers that they're working with. Yep. Completely agree. Well, Matt, thank you so much. This has been a fantastic discussion. Um, if there's you know, anything else you want to talk about, I think one thing in particular, how can people get in contact with you and, and have a discussion with you about buying leads or about their lead program if, if they're interested? Yeah, it's very simple. I mean, my email address is, is very easy. Just uh, Matt, M-A-T-T at ratemarketplace.com. Uh, and I'm more than happy to, to spend time with any companies that's out there looking to, you know, diversify their current efforts or they're looking to take on, uh, you know, new lead providers. Uh, as I mentioned, we don't just operate in the lead space, but we also provide clicks and calls. Uh, so we have, you know, a lot of experience and a lot of a deep understanding of the entire marketing ecosystem around uh, mortgage so anything at all that we can do, um, you know, please feel free to reach out. I will say that we've also expanded into other verticals too. So um, we're also in home services, uh, solar, and uh, as well as insurance. So, you know, companies out there that might be looking at this, uh, you know, we do have uh, marketing solutions available in those industries as well. Perfect. Not so Mike, thank, yeah, and thank you for your time. I mean, this has been great. And, uh, you know, I know that, uh, you know, you and I have known each other for many, many years, and it's it's great to take a take time, uh, especially during these times, to sit back and re reflect on the past and uh, look ahead to see what the future uh, has to hold. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, so that's a wrap for the Jornaya Talks Mortgage Podcast, and please stay tuned for another episode.
Thank you. Thanks. All right.